Hey, everybody. Welcome to a fantastic episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we look at anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Andrew Chavon. And I'm Stephen Rogers. This week, we have a guest, our first one in a while. We're happy to have her. She's a hit on TikTok with anxiety jokes. She's also a comedian. Her name is Georgia Hudson, who has a recent short film about withdrawing from anxiety meds as well. Check her out on uh, social media and all that. We get into a lot of good stuff with her. We get in the anxiety of things to do to cure your anxiety and how those can make you anxious. Yeah, we talk about uh, sitting alone at a restaurant. What makes you more anxious, uh, Airbnbs or hotels? It's a really fun episode. We we have a lot of laughs and we learn a lot about anxiety through Georgia. She has some great advice for us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, So you're going to enjoy this episode. It's coming right up. In the meantime, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash panic attacking for video of all the episodes. Patreon, four bonus episodes a month and some other bonus content on there as well. And Twitter, Instagram, and everything at Panic Attacking Podcast. Yeah, please. If you like the the pod, please leave a review. Share it with anyone that you know that has anxiety ever once in their life, which would be everybody. Uh, it's or, a really or fun who show. Likes funny stories because they. That's right. <laughs> we get into a lot this one. Uh, please uh, share the podcast and uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the music. Enjoy the music, everybody. Sorry for talking, interrupting you, Stephen, just now. No, you're fine. (laughs) Okay, great. All right. See you, everybody. Thank you. Stay tuned for the music. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Stephen Rogers. I'm Andrew Chavone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We have a special guest with us today, Stephen. <laughs> yes, we do, Andrew. That was your subtle way of letting me know I'm introducing them. <laughs> I We have a, a, a wonderful guest uh, on the podcast. Uh, you may know her from her fantastic reels and comedy. It's I'm really excited to have her. Please welcome Georgia Hudson. Thank you for Hi. being here, Georgia. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I did like a comedy show like there was going to be my clap could be the worst clap on earth. I feel like, but on zoom, I feel like you have to clap up here for people to see it. Right. I don't know. It's like an upside down YMCA. Very, very excited to have you. Uh, This is uh, we're we're anxious. We're going to just lead lead up with that. Andrew and I are very anxious. We, we have not met you before, (laughs) but Steven thought he did meet you before. I thought you were. I thought we did, but we definitely haven't. As <laughs> after me being like, no, I definitely haven't met her. Uh, I was wrong. Oh, and I mean, then it's hard to tell with like the because you guys are in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell with the comedy scene because that's where like I was for the last eight years. Um, and so like you meet people like so briefly sometimes, and right, everyone's a blur. It's exactly. I th- I feel like you you think you met somebody, but you're like, no, I just saw their set. <laughs> That, that's it. True. Saw them on social media. Also, Andrew, last night you came on my FYP, and I was like, "Wait, I recognize that name. Isn't that the guy who's been emailing me?" <laughs> oh my god! I know it's coincidence. What the heck? That's so eerie. That's uh, was it the one I said about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? I don't think so. I forget what it was, but it was really funny. Because the one I posted last night, somebody commented. The top comment is, 
This guy's the opposite of a comedian. <laughs> people have been mean recently i don't know what's what's going on but it's do you, it's do you get that too on yours like the comments are like no <laughs> yeah more so on on instagram than on tiktok people are slightly nicer but yeah it's been more recent i think people are i don't know just going crazy inside maybe yeah wow. you think that's what it is the, the quarantine insanity is reaching out is bubbling over in a toxic comment way I don't know, but it's been bad recently. <laughs> but anyway, you have to just ignore those people. And <laughs> I, uh, I get one bad comment, and then I quit for three months, and then uh, come back and re- repeat the process. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's tempting to do that for sure. It's it's awful. Uh, well, we, we should. Uh, I should start with this because uh, of the uh, the theme of the pod. You, you're obviously someone that uh, advocates for uh, mental health on social media, which I think is awesome. You have a lot of great posts about it. When, do you, when did you realize you have anxiety? Do you know, do you have a story of where it came about or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of been one of those lifelong things where I, you know, as a kid was worried all the time, but growing up, I mean, we didn't even have people really talking about mental health back then. Um, So, you know, adults would tell me, oh, you're just shy or like you'll grow out of it. Oh, you're just one of those people who worries like you're an old soul, like stuff like that. Um, So I kind of just grew up always kind of feeling that way. But then in my 20s, like doing uh, comedy in New York, I was living with another anxious comedian and we decided to put together a sketch show um, at UCB. Oh, nice. About anxiety called the discomfort zone. And I remember we were like sitting there brainstorming sketches in our apartment and it kind of just all hit me <laughs> all at once. of like, oh, right. Like I have anxiety. That's what this is. And it seemed like so obvious, but it was the first time I think I labeled myself as having it. Um, and I was just like crying and crying and crying, <laughs> but it was like. <laughs> you crying with the, with the realization? Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember that moment, but uh, yeah, I don't think it was like specifically just one particular thing it was just a lifelong nervous feeling all just kind of hit me um when similar about it similar yeah i would when i was growing up everyone was like wow you're quiet and i and i always be like well that's not helping me right um, yeah oh you're quiet oh great i feel super comfortable now i'm gonna be super loud and and open and same thing like in my mid-20s i was when i did comedy i would be quiet and people would uh would talk about how awkward I was. And I was like, what, what's up with me? And then I think, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe when I met Steven, I, he kind of made me go to therapy <laughs> and I unlocked yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's a big thing. Like with comedy, you're so observational outwardly. And then uh, all you need is one person to say, Hey, you're kind of weird. And then all of a sudden that <laughs> observational energy goes internal <laughs> and so you're like, Oh, yeah, that's a tip of the weird iceberg. It's horrible. Yeah. No, it, it's it's a tough moment, but ultimately, I think good because then you can start working on it and figuring it out. And yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel I feel like now it's more. I don't know if it's a fad or popular, or maybe it's my feed. But I feel like everyone's talking about being anxious now. It's hard to tell because I think it is our feeds, like for sure. But at the same time, yeah, like all of my immediate friends have anxiety. Um, so it's hard to imagine a world where people don't. But I think it's a bit of both. I think people have definitely gotten more anxious over the last year. Um, and people are also talking about mental health more. 
but I think it's maybe also skewed to like our algorithms because that's all I see. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we post, you and I both post stuff and Stephen too, where we hashtag anxiety. So I feel like that gets right back thrown at us. Exactly. Yeah, it's horrible when uh, all the ads that I get uh, pushed ads are just for things that calm you down. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm uh, putting too much negative out there. <laughs> yeah, my, oh, my, have you tried my any of them? Do any of them work? No, I haven't. I I uh, I I only do therapy and and meditation. I can't. I I was trying to buy stuff, and I'm like, this isn't this isn't me. So I well, just meditate and therapy. Late, like that's funny you asked. Last night is the first time I tried CBD to sleep because I've been having trouble sleeping. And it turns out my dad has been using it. I'm like, if this old man can use <laughs> CBD, because I was always scared about using it, and then. Right. It didn't help. I was I was actually worried because I knew I had a lot to do today. I was worried I'd be uh, like hungover or something. So I, I couldn't actually. I slept worse. Oh no! I hate when that happens. Like when you take something to help you sleep and it backfires because you're so worried about what it will do. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god! I don't know who made this either. Like, what is even is LSD in here? I, I don't know. I kind of just spiraled out of control, and I really I slept like two hours. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, CBD is a mystery. I don't think you're supposed to know where it came from or who made it. <laughs> yeah, right. Could, could, like, you know, Johnson & Johnson make it? I mean, I hate to use that reference again. You know, but like, like some kind of company that makes Q-tips or something. It'll, it'll get there, I think, right? Yeah, because CBD stands for clearly bad decision. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so expensive as well. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like it's not very effective for how much it costs. That too, yeah. And I think it is because of the indie makers. You know, they're like, oh, well, we'll just charge a lot for this. I've um, tried it. And like, you know, like CBD doesn't get you high, right? It's it's just, it has no THC or a very limited THC, right? Do you know this, Andrew? Yeah, but so I was worried about anxiety meds for the same reason. I, I heard right. like, there's not a cure for anxiety. It just like slows you down. Like, have mm -hmm. you heard about that, Georgia, about anxiety meds? Um, I mean, I hear different things. Um, they, yeah, in my experience, they do kind of just knock you out. Like they make me like a, a zombie. Um, but yeah, CBD, not so much, but I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that's definitely a phenomenon, I think, where people like want to take something that might help them, but they're too anxious to do that. <laughs> so CBD is the cure or CBD will make them too anxious to take it? I don't know. Case by case basis. Yeah, I feel like I hope CBD isn't like. Remember when fidget spinners they they advertised those as the cure for anxiety? It, it lasted like six months, and I was like, yeah, I guess this works. <laughs> Whatever distracts you, I guess. Like, I mean, if it helps you be in the present moment, maybe. But I mean, yeah, and at least the fidget spinners were not a big investment. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wonder yeah, where they I, where, where'd they go. Who has them now? No one makes them. I think th I think they're just paperweights at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I think a, a, a toy catered to hey, this makes you ex less anxious. That's just they're just they're trying to sell it. Unless you know what I mean. Like there's no like hey, you should everybody should start buying accordions because uh, it, it helps. Uh, it gives you something to do with your hands. The musical stress ball is the accordion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be that would be yeah, quite the comeback for accordion. <laughs> I mean, if everybody just like had to have them all of a sudden, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I feel I feel like Urkel really ruined the momentum of, of accordions. <laughs> you know, like I feel like 
that's the first time I heard him. I'm associated with a guy who likes cheese and, and, <laughs> and yeah. is a nerd. First, um, first, uh, anxious character I remember on a sitcom was Urkel, I think. Oh, really? I thought he had like super confidence. He was like always oh, on Laura. Well, that's true. I was a ba- I was basically Urkel. I was uh, <laughs> I, I was a nerd. I I went for for women that had no interest in me, and uh, I wanted to build a robot version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. Uh, so, did we ask Georgia what she does for to calm her down? No, but you just did it in a way. <laughs> I couldn't remember if, if you... Okay. Yeah, so what do you and do? It does a, a fun way of asking people questions by asking me if we've asked them yet. That counts as a question, yeah. <laughs> it does. It does work. <laughs> it's like the question pyramid scheme. I'll ask you to ask her. It's uh, like a Jedi mind trick, but with a, with a middleman. <laughs> so what do you do, Georgia? What do you do to uh, help yourself? Um, so it, it's different every time, I guess, like, you know, for panic attacks, like I have clonopin, um, which oh. it makes me very sleepy. So I try to never take it unless it's like at night and I have a conveniently timed, like nighttime panic attack, then I'll justify it. <laughs> oh, but most of the time, like, you know, it's, you know, you want to stay like sober and sharp and like you're walking and stuff during the day. So it really depends. Like, um, therapy obviously is great, but she's not there, like in those moments right. necessarily. Um, so journaling can help. Um, it depends kind of how strong it is. Like if you're having a really bad anxiety day, sometimes I'll just take the day and, and just take care of like my basic needs and just like drink water and like lay there. I do that too. I, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that last Sunday. I mean, Sunday's a good day for that for sure. Cause you feel like slightly less guilty, but, um, yeah, but no, but journaling, being in the present moment and um, stuff like that, going outside like for a walk sometimes, but it's, it really depends on like the severity and like where you think it's coming from. Yeah. The, um, do you find, uh, you said, you said exercise. Did you, was that one of them too? I mean, exercise helps a lot of people. Like I'll go for a walk sometimes, um, not so much for the exercise, but I think just for like the fresh air and to get mm. my mind out of my current environment. But it, it, you know, hardly fixes everything. Sometimes it just makes you anxious, but outside. You, you know, what's funny is uh, I, I used to, during the pandemic, whenever I would get like stressed out, I would go for a walk. But now when I go for that same walk, I get stressed out because I remember what I was going through when I went for that walk. So now I have to f- keep finding different places to walk to unwind. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I, it's a nightmare. I have to, I have to go like, to, I have to drive somewhere now to walk, but, well, that's but too I, much I, <laughs> I feel like, do you have a, ever, you, you guys ever have that where you have like uh you, you were very anxious or worried about something in the moment and then something reminds you of that and then you get stressed out again? Or is that just me? I don't know. That sounds right. I, I can't think of like a recent specific example, but um, definitely walking has become more difficult, I think, in the last few months compared to in 2020. It felt like a, a nice escape from being inside. But now yes. it feels right. more like it, feel, it feels what now? More like a chore, just like, oh, I have to do this. I should probably go do this kind of thing. Yeah. I also realized today that I haven't really worked out in a year and a half or whenever the pandemic started. Like, I haven't gone to a gym. I feel like that is going to really hurt my life expectancy. And that really (laughs) stressed me out today because I realized that today. 
saying saying this while uh, there clearly is an exercise bike in the frame of the shot. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my girlfriend's. You're <laughs> not allowed to use it. Yeah. I don't know. She got like this special seat for it that's really uncomfortable for a man. Um, so I really. What are there I, spikes? Yeah, I don't know, just designed differently. <laughs> I feel like I'm being sterilized when I'm on it. Um, sorry, that's a little TMI, but uh, I can only the, be the on that for like ten. Minutes. I can only be yeah, on that for ten minutes at a time, and I gotta be like, oh Jesus. I mean, ten minutes of exercise a day, at least it's something, right? That's true. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, and you have a motivation. Uh, there's no pain at the end of the tunnel, so. <laughs> maybe that's it yeah yeah that's feel true. feel the feel the burn just in the wrong location <laughs> that's the only exercise bike i've ever seen that neuters someone that's crazy <laughs> this sounds like maybe you should ask her a few questions about what exactly <laughs> is going on there that's true right yeah we gotta have a convo like uh yeah. so you don't want kids uh, <laughs> <laughs> who gave you that exercise bike bob barker <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny if that's how they do it at the veterin veterinarian they put a cat on a bike that's uncomfortable yeah it's got a sweatband um, yeah uh all right um so georgia i had uh oh i want to ask you um have you eaten by yourself or have you eaten in in a restaurant since since the things have been reopening because i heard re things are reopening in la right Things are reopening in, in LA in theory, um, but a lot of the coffee shops in my area like are still not reopened. So I think every business is kind of feeling it out for themselves, but in theory, everything is supposed to be reopened now. Um, but I have eaten in a restaurant with friends, I think once or twice, and it's been okay. It's been okay. I, yeah. What I thought you were asking is, have you ever eaten in a restaurant by yourself? And I have not, because that's terrifying to me. Yeah, I tried to, so things are reopening here and I wanted to eat, by, you know, I wanted to eat, but I didn't want to eat at home because I've been at home all week. So I went and I sat by myself, um, but I, they had like a bar there. It was a diner. So I sat there because I figured instead of looking extremely alone, I look like just a guy who got off a shift at work or something. And I think, I think a bar is great because you can't be like, well, Oh, he doesn't have anyone sitting on the other side, but there is no other side for you to sit on. Yeah, because that's the yeah. saddest part about eating by yourself is that empty chair across from you. You know, sometimes I like put a water over there to look like somebody sitting there. Oh, no. Yeah, like your jacket on the chair or something. <laughs> oh, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Any winter yeah. clothes, I'll pile onto that chair to kind of make a scarecrow. Which is like <laughs> ridiculous. Because if you ever are in a restaurant and you see someone by themselves, like I wouldn't even think about it. I would never judge them or even like pay attention, you know? So it's, it's, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I would, maybe when I was like a younger kid or something, I'd be like, mommy, why is he alone? <laughs> but yeah, now I would not never care. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, I'm still kind of self-conscious about it. Cause I'm worried in the back of my head, the waiter's like, is there somebody coming or what's going on here? Or, you know, but I, I guess it's normal. But, you know, they it, that's the thing I, I learned. And I'm sure I don't know if you guys have had to tell yourself this, that nobody else cares because they're already in their head about what's going on with them. 
Yeah. yeah. I try and remind myself that all the time because it is, I think, very true and everyone is just focused on their own stuff. Um, But I will say sometimes it comes true. So like when I first moved to LA, I moved here two weeks before the pandemic. So, you know, I had two amazing weeks of like seeing what LA is like. (laughs) There was um, one night I was like staying with friends and I didn't want to like, you know, like overstep my boundaries and be there too much. So I was at a wine bar and I met up with this, um, I guess, acquaintance who now is a friend. but she had to leave early and I was like well I don't want to go back to the place I'm staying at so I'll just sit and have like one glass of wine by myself I'll be on my phone like texting people it's it's fine and I guess it wasn't because the bartender comes up to me and he's like are you okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like I was so embarrassed because like I I feel like I had a confident face on like I was drinking and texting so maybe it's more of a New York thing that that's okay but I, I was like shocked yeah, he's like, did you? Are you? Did you just go through a divorce? <laughs> Is that why you're by yourself with a bottle of wine? And he didn't. He didn't even want like you know my life story. He was just like, wow. you're judgy. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, he's That's like, at least, put a ja- at least put a jacket on that chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot in LA for jackets, so you can't do that. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Very unfortunate side effect there. Uh, wow. Yeah, that that uh, that's so unfortunate that you went two weeks. So that's crazy. You think that's better or worse? If you, I mean, in New York, it was like pretty bad because we all had small apartments. <laughs> so I, and, uh, and everyone, it, I feel like it was the worst here. So yeah, that's what everyone says. Cause I moved, you know, from New York. So everyone was like, well, at least it's better than if you were there. And like, I lived by myself in New York. So I think it would have been a lot worse, like in my little studio apartment, like just thinking right. about, you know, worrying about dying every day. Um, so now <laughs> it was good, but you know, obviously it would have been nicer to get to like build a life here first, but it's absolutely right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was when that, when it first happened, it was a mixture of fear of, of death, but also like, Hey, at least I don't have to talk to people, you know, like a lot, like I don't have to go to parties anymore. Um, it was kind of, kind of a relief at first. And then it was like, I'm going insane, but in my, by myself, <laughs> uh, now, yeah. with Georgia, with the move, only having two weeks being in a place and then a lockdown happening, how's it been with your anxiety in a place that you're not you're not, you didn't live for eight years doing comedy. How's it been with your anxiety since then? I mean, it's so confusing because it's gone through different stages, you know, different waves. Mm. Like at first, I think, Andrew, like you're, you're right. Like it was such a relief. Like I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. Um, and you, you just, you have the, the permission, I guess, from the whole world to just like take care of yourself, like just be alive and stay safe and, just be at home and and if that's all you have to do to get through the day like that's you know amazing um, and they applauded you they're yeah, like yeah. great job thanks for not spreading it you exactly know. and then, like it took off all that pressure like of being social of like hustling like finding a job here all of that stuff so mm-hmm. in a way it was like really nice for the first couple of months um but then you know there's stages of like the unemployment anxiety and then the election anxiety and then the now stuff reopening anxiety so it has you know different chapters Yes. Forgot about election anxiety until you said that, and I just refelt it. Yeah, <laughs> I just lumped that in with every other anxiety. It was it was horrible. It was like so many panic attacks that week, and just that collective anxiety of everyone being like, "What's going to happen? Why is this taking so long?" Oh, it yeah. was. I know. I remember New York was a little bit open at that point, only a little, and I went uh, 
there was a bowling alley that was open but empty and me and a couple of comics went there to not see any screens of what's going on during during the election but then seeing anytime someone's fo- like face lit up from a phone we all started sweating and checking our own phones and then being like all right back to back to bowling this is the worst night of our lives and freaking out that's when the terrifying. results were coming in steven is that what you mean it was when you it was still was like anybody's game it was it was prettier because you know it took I, what um, it felt like a month before we really knew it was like a, a week i think but it felt like a month yeah it felt like a month yeah i can't believe that it was a week it did feel like a month uh but it, it was still like not sure they looked good but not great and so we were like trying to avoid it for the entire night man that that seems like an eternity ago but at the same yeah. time like april seems like two seconds ago isn't that bizarre i don't what, what's going on I guess there's like a psychological thing that the human brain like measures time in terms of like milestones and seasons and stuff like that. So if you don't go celebrate your birthday, you don't go celebrate, I don't know, like the Super Bowl or 4th of July or Christmas, then your brain just doesn't know like really how much time has passed. So there is, it's not just like us going crazy. It's a real thing, I guess. Yeah. I'm with you because yeah, I didn't celebrate or do anything. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very sad he, he, he treated uh celebrating like working out he took a <laughs> he took 15 months off yeah it's that on a comfortable seat <laughs> he, he's like i can't uh, celebrate christmas it hurts my uh crotch <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so, yeah, i'm trying to think of like how that correlates but yeah sure. <laughs> i don't think it does but i'm with you I was just using a callback. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. I was trying to think of it too, though. That's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't celebrate Easter. It hurts my eggs. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, nuts. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, uh, Georgia, to get more f- familiar with you here, uh, what are your top anxieties? Do you have like uh, things that you you're willing to do, but uh, you're like this is the this is where the line ends, or do you have things that uh, you used to be anxious about that you've overcome? Do you have anything like that? Um, I guess um, I would say my top three kinds of anxiety are like existential anxiety, social anxiety, and time anxiety, which is one I just re- like learned about recently, which is when you're stressed out during the day that time is running out. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a fun one. <laughs> I get that, have, like, I get that at night too. Days. When I yeah. can't sleep, I'm like, oh my God, I just wasted an hour laying in bed doing nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that one's been bad recently. I don't know why. Cause like, I don't have that much to do. That's like, you know, life or death or deadlines really. So I don't know why, like where that pressure is coming from, but um, yeah, I feel like, you know, people have become more socially anxious and agoraphobic over this past mm-hmm. year. So that's one that before like in my new york days like you didn't really have that much of a choice like you had to go hustle you had to go walk you had to go and do shows and like see shows and socialize and networking so you don't have that much time to to let your social anxiety take over you just like practice and you're just in the moment and like yeah the momentum of it um absolutely yeah so i think that's gotten worse for a lot of people um you're absolutely right. It was always, you always had something to do. For, at least for, for me, I was like, I got to go here. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. I do that. And then I would be able to sleep like a baby. You know, now it's, yeah, it's exhausting. 
literally one thing to do a day. I kind of, uh, that kind of messes me up because I'm like, I can't do anything. I got something to do in five hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you manage to do anything today before this? Uh, I just ate at that diner. Right, right, right. Okay. And, That's and thing? yeah. And I talked to uh, Steven about what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> That's productive. Yeah, I'd say the first hour, the the one hour before this conversation, we were uh, freaking out about this conversation. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, anxiety is just such a great use of time, isn't it? <laughs> such, yeah, it's just when you look back of everything you could have done. I wonder if there's any like people with anxiety that are CEOs. It's got to be impossible. Right? <laughs> like, how can you manage a company? I try to invest in the stock market. I couldn't sleep. You know, like, how do these people manage money? And, you know, do you think it can be done, Georgia, a CEO with anxiety? I think um, they probably get burnt out pretty quickly because um, it, it is tiring to, to have anxiety or they're doing that thing where they're just pushing it away because they're so busy with work or what they call like high functioning anxiety, which is like a behavior of anxiety is when you keep yourself so busy and you work so much that you don't really have time to like feel anxious, which is also like a, a New York thing, I think. But I feel it. Yeah, so, absolutely. So maybe they're, maybe that's, they have that's that. That's my MO. <laughs> that's you, Steven. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I overbook myself. Uh, and then I'll, I'm like, oh, I'll freak about, freak out about it later. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's my uh, impression of a boss uh, with anxiety. All right, let's do your performance uh, review. How do you think I did? <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but can you like do your job? Uh, <laughs> I, I get it. I know no one wants to work, but we're like kind of running out of money. And no yeah. worries if not. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. It's cool. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I'll do the presentation. You know, I, I, I saw, I think it might have been a TikTok about how to not use the word just in a sentence. Like, just wanted to check in. I do that all the time. Now I'm in my head about that. I'm like, now I just got to take just out and just have an affirmative statement. I feel like that's, it's rude, but it's also professional, I guess. Uh, oh, wow. Just is like my most used word. Yeah. Like just saying, uh, like if I asked to get on a show, just wondering if you have something open, no worries if not. <laughs> yeah. Just checking in if you got my email or just, yeah. Just wondering if we can negotiate this rate or something like that. And it's, it's yeah, yeah it, could, it could be the most like, like pressing thing in my life. Like I need to know this mm -hmm. and I'll be like, just checking in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then people are always like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, completely slipped my mind or something. And I'm like, oh my god, no worries. Like, it's, right. Don't even, like, I didn't stay up, you know, for three nights worrying about this. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I just need my paycheck so I can pay my rent. It's really cool that you didn't give me that. Just and no worries are like a comedy team that always work together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like Laurel and Hardy of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also exclamation yeah. points. Like I have to scan every email and take out like at least half of the exclamation points. I have to do that every single email. I, I, I'm like my girlfriend who's also a comic. I, I have her look at every single email to anything industry ever. And she's like, every punctuation is an exclamation point in this. And she's like, this should have an apostrophe. <laughs> Semicolon. Do you, think, do you think that's an anxiety thing? Because I think yeah. so. I I think people. I think I want the tone of the email to be positive. 
yeah. or, or upbeat. So I'm like exclamation point. And it just looks like everything is an, an exclamation. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's, it's also like, I feel like it's a New York LA thing too. Cause well, I grew up in Virginia and I never used all those exclamation points until I moved here. And people were like, of course, exclamation point, no worries. Just, and I was like, wow, this is how people talk. I guess it is more pleasant. And now, uh, but in Virginia, no exclamation points. People are like, where are you at? They're not even a question mark. <laughs> like, oh, I, interesting. So it's regional. I think it's like regional, Maybe. but also like there's so many people here. You don't want to offend them. You know, like I think people are extra <laughs> cautious in big cities. In right. Virginia, like, there's like five people. So you can't, they can't like not talk to you again. You're going to see them they, at Walmart. Do they email each other, these five people? Like, Because <laughs> like, is it a walk related thing where like if you're like walking with someone, you want to use exclamation points to, I don't know, people please or whatever, or is it? Because you don't do it as much in like social, like text to friends, right? That's true. Yeah, no. I didn't really start working until I moved here, so maybe that's that's it too. It's it's a corporate thing. Maybe maybe I'm associating <laughs> corporate life with New York because that's when I started uh, having a yeah. job. But yeah, you're right. You're right, Georgia. I feel I feel like it was my um, idiot friends I grew up with just didn't use it, and I, I'm generalizing a whole state right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. George is really uh, boiling down our anxieties well today. <laughs> She's doing more for us than we're doing for her. Listen, my therapist was out of town this week, so I'm just happy to talk to people. Hey, oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. Mine's out of town next week. They're just like, how can they do that? It's so rude. I know. We have, me and Andrew have the same therapist, so we, we're on like a the same cycle of, uh, oh, God, she's out of town. Oh, no. <laughs> so you can't like balance each other out on like weeks that one of you is having a meltdown. Oh, no, no. Well, no I feel yeah. like we did, used to do that more, Stephen. Now I feel like we don't uh, text each other during meltdowns anymore. I think maybe because now we're always we, having a perpetual meltdown. <laughs> yeah now we're uh, we're on the we're in sync too much where it's like well i can't reach out to him he's also freaking out <laughs> yeah. uh, you have uh do you have a oh good time to put on the headphones uh yeah i feel like through. i was getting an echo now i'm like worried that's in the whole episode were you guys hearing an echo at all uh no okay all right that's just me all right <laughs> Uh, all right, I've got a, I've got an anxiety question, uh, Georgia. I want to know, what, in your opinion, what do you think is better or for anxiety, Airbnbs or hotels? I think um, I would say Airbnbs, but ones where you don't have to greet the guests. So when they leave the key in like a, a lockbox for you, so you don't have to like arrange a time to like meet them, and then they show you around the house and they overshare about their lives. <laughs> That's, yeah, the, yeah. They're like they show you the kitchen. They're like, one time I cut myself on this knife. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, this is where my husband died. It's like I don't want to know. Uh, I just want to stay in your quaint like Chicago Airbnb. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, but yeah, if it, I think it's because it simulates like an, a real apartment more. I guess like it is like a house or an apartment. So it's more right. You're like uh, they're like, hey, this is uh, you know my husband died, and you're like, all right, but not in the room I'm staying in, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, he uh, hung himself in the basement, right? Um, well, I was, I'm sorry, that got dark, but uh, I was just picturing how would a husband die? Probably a heart attack, actually. Probably yeah, there's many reasons. <laughs> I hope it wasn't a murder. I hope, you hope the Airbnb host didn't murder her husband. Yeah, wait a minute. You, you, you cut yourself on this knife or the husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, whose blood is this? <laughs> 
mean, yeah, that's a very extreme example. But like, I had a, I booked an Airbnb once with a friend of mine in New York to just like write for the day, which was very bougie and a waste of money. But um, you know, whatever. And the Airbnb host like came back like an hour into us sitting there walking. She came in, like just didn't tell us. She just like opened the door and came in and we were like, oh my God, that's so nerve-wracking and horrible. So inappropriate. Like, professional. Yeah, inappropriate. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I like the lockbox too because I feel a lot of anxiety that I'm making the person wait for me, you know? That's happened a couple of times at Airbnb where I'm driving and there's traffic. I got to pee and get gas. And, and then like it's an hour later and I'll go there and they've been standing on the porch for an hour. And, I, I, and the trip just starts off horrible because I feel bad for this this Airbnb person. I'm uh, I'm on the road right now. And uh, my the guy that opens for me usually does the Airbnb. And uh, I have to stop letting him do that because this time... <laughs> we were trying to find the room we couldn't find the room we were already in the house and the people came home so i was just like walking around someone's house as the person that lives here just walked in this is a bedroom in a family house and a family house i I have to have the place to myself (laughs) yeah i I would never do they say like come on down in the kitchen i would just stay in my room i i haven't left this room once (laughs) They're banging on the door. Come on out. I'm good. Please live your life. I don't know why you do this. Is it this? <laughs> how how hard up for money are you? Where you have a stranger in your bedroom? <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's too much anxiety. I like a hotel better. I think a hotel's better for anxiety. But the only thing that makes me anxious is the is the do not disturb. Sometimes on the other side it says please clean room. Mm-hmm. So, so they'll come in if you don't if you don't read your do not disturb sign. Yeah, yeah. or like if you forget to put it up or something, or like at a specific time, they'll just come in and you're worried that you like slept in and they just are gonna come in. Like that's too much for me. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I'm like, I, I, yeah, I keep waking up in the middle of the night or in the morning too, where I'm like, oh, they're gonna come in and I'll be in my underwear <laughs> in the bed or something. You know, like I, I, can't, I never have a really nice good yeah, sleep. like stand there and watch you. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, we're here to clean. They're like, hey, well, I cut myself on this knife. And, uh... <laughs> like, by the way, somebody died in here. Uh, I mean, isn't that more likely in a hotel? I don't know. No, I'm just oh, yeah. This. Probably. Uh, based on the s- scary movies I've seen. Motels, I feel like. Motels are the source of murderers. Hotels, I feel like, are a little less murdery. But motels... Hey, the M for motel is just murder. <laughs> that's why. That's why they they changed it. It's a mashup of words. <laughs> oh no, that's so scary. Because <laughs> uh, Mertel didn't really catch on, so they just made it mo. Well, Mer- Mertel Beach. You don't want to go there. Uh, one time, I had the uh, I-, I was staying with my girlfriend in um, in in Aruba, and we put the Do Not Disturb up, and in the middle of the night for some reason I got the anxiety, like we're in a foreign country, even though it's not, it's technically a foreign country. I'm like, we could be kidnapped or something. Like I just had that thought in the, in the bedroom. And then I look at the door and I see there's a shadow under the door. And I tell, I tell my girlfriend, there's a shadow. What's going on? And I look in the peephole, there's nothing. And I go back and the shadow's still there. And I'm like, I think somebody's trying to get in and and I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to kidnap us. And also the, the Roku had pre, you know, you can have like 
what you see what well, other people watch on the Roku. Also, like you can see what other people watched on YouTube that stayed there the night before, and it was all like some weird country that I I didn't even know the language of. So I'm like, what if they're like a trafficking ring or something? You know, like it wasn't the Aruba language. I was like, maybe they're gonna kidnap people and ship us to whatever they're from. But it turned out the shadow. We looked the next day, slept horribly. The shadow was the "Do Not Disturb" sign fell down sideways, and it looked like somebody's feet. It was disturbing. Right. So it, it did disturb you. Also, I think that's so funny. They worry about like being kidnapped and stuff. And it's so funny that like our brains go there. And in reality, it's like, well, we're, we're not kids. Like no one wants this. Like, like right. who's going to come and like grab us and take us where? Like, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're grown like, people. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to steal this adult for what? <laughs> yeah. Don't. That's true. I really, I needed you there. I, you know, we should call it on the phone or something. We should have the podcast in Aruba. To, uh, yeah. Or, or Jamaica. <laughs> so, ooh, they want to take me. They didn't want to take you. Oh man. Wait, are we? Yeah, we're, we're good with time. Uh, I just got anxious about that. You I got time I, anxiety. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't check the time. Uh, so I, I wanted to, uh, ask you Georgia too, what do you do? Do you have like a bed, like a nighttime routine that makes you fall asleep? Like, what do you do to, to calm your anxiety nerves before sleep where you're not like worried about things at night? Oh yeah. I'm worried about things at night. Um, like sometimes I'll do like a sleepy time tea, like Trader Joe's has a good one. Like sometimes it really works, which I feel like is seems like a kind of a throwaway piece of advice but sometimes it 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 hits um nicely um oh that's (laughs) good yeah yeah and then um i mean they say you know like don't look at screens and you know don't use your brain too much before you go to sleep but i i I cannot fall asleep unless i'm like watching something gradually zoning out and also on my phone at the same time (laughs) (laughs) it's so it's not great but um yeah like sleep really scares me like that moment like just that that final moment of being awake to being asleep like I that's sometimes all I can think about and so it takes me such a long time to get to sleep because I'm so scared of that moment where you just like you know like go and like lose control and go who knows where just be not awake for a few hours so oh my goodness yeah absolutely and and sometimes I need my phone there to distract me from whatever anxious thought I'm having. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? Okay, let me look at a meme and, uh, you know, it's like uh, a baby bottle for anxiety. <laughs> yeah, just the, yeah, the never-ending stream of content. Like, it's yeah. it's soothing and stimulating. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Georgia, we also wanted to bring up your movie. I meant to do it at the beginning, but please promote your movie because we wanted to go, but we we couldn't make it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, about mental health. It's called Withdrawals. Um, and it's semi-autobiographical. Like it's based on in when I was in New York and was in the comedy scene, I went to my doctor for anxiety and she put me on Lexapro and I hated how it made me feel. And it just made me like a complete zombie, like emotionless. It just felt like I was in this like dreamy bubble. Um, so I just stopped taking it cold turkey because I was on the lowest dose and I was like, you know what, it'll be fine. And you're already not supposed to, you like have to wean off antidepressants. Um, wow. but then I wow. found like, I was surprised. I was like, fine. Luckily I, w- I felt more like myself within days. But then after that experience, I had talked to various friends of mine in the, you know, New York comedy scene 
and they had all done the same exact thing and like quit Lexapro cold turkey and all had we'd all had completely different like withdrawal effects um oh, and as oh I started re- like that just that I found that fascinating like brain chemistry stuff is fascinating to me so um yeah I started researching it and found out that withdrawal effects of quitting antidepressants are highly under-researched um they're all like anecdotal basically and you know you're not supposed to do it but people do do it and sometimes people lose their insurance and they have to stop taking them but anyway that's a bit of a tangent but no yeah, no so, i'm with yeah. you no. yeah so i wrote withdrawals it's like a 12 minute short film it's a dark comedy but it's basically about that it's like four friends who quit their antidepressants called turkey together um which again stupid decision don't do that and kind of just follows like their various reactions um yeah so it's, so, cool. so it's called withdrawals and where, where can you see it? Is it on demand? It is on Vimeo just on my page. Um, I think it's like Vimeo slash Georgia Hudson slash withdrawals, but it's, I've also been promoting it all over my Instagram and stuff. So oh, yeah, know. make sure to follow her and your, your handle is your name. Um, my handle on Instagram is George Asmic. Uh, oh, there's, right. there's a different Georgia Hudson and I, I don't know how to like get the name, <laughs> get the username <laughs> from her. They're saying, yeah, there's Andrew Chavon who has the Twitter handle, Andrew Chavon, and he is, um, he's in jail right now. So uh, <laughs> I, I know I, I keep reporting his old tweets to Twitter. Hopefully he, he'll get banned, but it doesn't work. But does but, he tweet from jail? No, <laughs> but his last tweet is like a, a picture of him dealing drugs. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Why would you tweet that? <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's what busted him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, his last notification was uh, the local police department following him. Oh my god, it's <laughs> <that's> so funny. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, I'm about to be busted. And then it's just it's B-U-S because he got arrested at that time. <laughs> Fave. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so that probably doesn't reflect well for like walk and stuff when people are trying to Google you and they get him. Oh wow, yeah. I have a Google alert set for my name and, and it'll come up like, Andrew Chavon was arrested in Ohio for meth or something i'm like oh my god was i <laughs> oh that's cbd it's a cbd is it, fine now? is it illegal now what was in there <laughs> oh man well let's uh let's do the listener topic and uh we yeah. got one listener topic uh for us to tackle today and i just want to say yeah withdrawing from anything is brutal. Like I was on ADD meds and I feel like they turned me into a zombie when I got off of them. I was like, Mr. Uh, annoying. <laughs> you know, I was like bouncing off the wall, like, Hey, what's up everybody. You know, like the withdrawals was very, it was like a slingshot where they held me down. And then when the meds were off, I was like released super, <sighs> like a spring. Yeah. And like, it's so scary. No one warns you about it because it, it is kind of different for everybody. But when your brain gets used to being fed a certain chemical every day, like, yeah, how could it possibly be good to just stop giving it to? Yeah. Not, yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They don't really. Yeah. So that's good. You're raising awareness for that. And maybe there can be a program or some kind of thing that comes out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy to get people talking about it because it is interesting, but also try to do it in like a comedic way. So it's not, you know, a PSA or anything like that. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, Okay. So we got one listener topic from longtime listener, Kelly Moran. She wrote, Hey guys, I haven't sent an anxiety topic in a long time, but I have two big ones that are bugging me. One, I have been comparing where I am business-wise to other companies that started at the same time. I feel like everyone is doing more than me. 
even though I know I am doing exactly what I can personally manage. It just not feels like I'm doing enough. So uh, I guess we'll talk about number one first. I, that brings me to that, to that um, saying, comparison is the thief of joy. You ever mm. hear that? Oh. Yeah. Where in comedy too, like I thought I would be having like a killer week and then I look on Instagram and like people have more shows than me and are doing more things and I'm like, I'm a loser. But I was happy before I checked, you know? Like, <laughs> so how, how would you, how, how would you, uh, what, what's your advice and then does this relate to you, Georgia? Oh. Um, yeah, no, this is, I feel like such a common thing, especially with like social media, which, you know, just isn't really natural to like the human brain. It's such a recent thing. Um, but one thing they say is to only compare yourself to like the, the three closest people around you or like the three people you hang out with most. Um, cause that's, that's a good sign that you're all kind of at the same level. Whereas comparing yourself with someone on social media who like, I don't know, like writes for SNL, it's like, well, you don't have the same life. You don't, you're not in the same group necessarily. So it's, it's hard to compare. Um, so sometimes that helps, um, but yeah, um, it's, a, it's a tough one because it is so relatable and like so many people do it. Um, but there's also, this is so cheesy, but there's like a little, meme I guess on Instagram that I keep seeing that's like different like houseplants and they're all like different shapes and sizes and it's like everyone grows at different rates uh-huh. <laughs> and then I'll think about that and it's like yeah I guess like all my houseplants are like healthy and like whatever but they all look different and different grow different yeah that's speed. great that's a great point yeah I mean if I was a plant I'd be super self-conscious all the time yeah I sure. I was like one of those small ones yeah, that's like keep me in a dark corner and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no water, no worries. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> just checking on when I could get some new soil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking a little brown over here. Just want to let you know. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a great point, Georgia. It it is. Look at yourself. I but I guess she's saying that she's comparing herself to other people that started at the same time. But I guess she doesn't know them personally. I feel like some people over brag on on social media as well, which do, like kind of inflates the anxiety mm-hmm. and making you feel bad about yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you do post your highlights and your achievements, and you know, like even like with the draws, like I would post whenever we got into a festival, but I didn't post the hundred festivals we got rejected from because, like, why would you? You know, that's like not news. Right. That's just yeah. So people don't see that. Like you're just not going to post that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and maybe those companies are in debt, and you know, maybe they. Uh, they're yeah, being investigated yeah. by the FDA. You know, they're not going right. to. Right, maybe their parents have like trust funds, and like their lives were mm-hmm. easier, or they don't have anxiety. Like, who knows? Like, it's yeah. Like their business could have started at the same time as yours, but maybe compare yours to your friends or whoever is the most similar. Absolutely, absolutely, that's a great point. I just saw a TikTok about the, you know, the band like Sweet Group something, like their country pop, Sweet uh, Sugar, Sugar something. Oh man, this is a bad example. Sugar research. I heard the band before. Sugar something, sweet something. They're a country pop band, and they're like, you think their their bio says that they got popular by putting out a demo and and working hard, but no, what they don't tell you is the lead singer's grandfather is the guy who invented bush baked beans. <laughs> He's sitting on all his bean money. And when you have all this money, you can hire publicists and, you know. Yeah. And like bean counters. And bean counters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't tell you that. So just, yeah, next time you're comparing yourself to someone, just, yeah, ask yourself, did they come from a, a bean heritage? Yeah, you know, is it, you know, maybe they got their, it's all in a can or something. Is that a, <laughs> I, Bean there. <laughs> bean there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, his, his uncle's a has-been. i took out that cbd i was baked um that's it though the uh yeah so yeah where they start and then yeah like you said the plants example everyone has their own growing path you know sometimes i'll be oh man they're further ahead of me but they also did other things and they're further ahead of me for different reasons like they got some you know, like, uh, I, I don't know what I'm th- saying. I'm trying to think of an example here, but yeah, sweet they, sugar. They got lucky. Yeah. Or, they got lucky yeah. or they have a viral video or something. I don't know. Right. And then like, we just don't even see our own achievements. So like there are people who are thinking that about us and thinking like, Oh my God, they had a viral video, whatever it is. And we don't acknowledge things that we've already like achieved and moved past you know because like we hit a goal and then we like okay what's the next one so we yeah we don't even reflect back on like the achievements that we have achieved that other people may you know be dying to achieve absolutely exactly and yeah i think the the best way is like yeah like you said measure measure where you came from because you know that's how how you see how far you've gone and uh that's a meme uh that i saw once <laughs> it's one of those like bold text uh, on a black background with like a flower around it um but what but it's true like kelly who wrote in look at your sales a year ago are they bigger or you know as long as they didn't go down that's good yeah. right that's another thing they always say is you can only compare yourself to yourself like so a year ago or three months ago whatever it may be but i think we've all come a long way because we you know survived covid and that's something yeah, that's right. We survive mentally. It's like so many things to survive. Like you survive the virus, but you also survive not falling into a, a vice or something. You know, like I read it, like overdoses are really high and mm-hmm. I'm sure people are like gamblers and, you know, like all these other things that can ruin their lives are easily doable now when you have all this free time and you're bored, you know. And I heard that drunk driving accidents were up too, which... Yeah, like all this crazy stuff. So we survived mentally this horrible time. It is achievement. I mean, to have a business during this time is also a horrible, probably the worst time to have one. Right. right. Yeah. To, yeah. To get through an entire uh, pandemic is is an achievement of its own. Yeah, and then like, I, I mean, hopefully the next one doesn't happen soon. But by the time <laughs> it happens, everyone's going to forget about this one. I feel like because I know like what well, the last one was polio, and no one. Right. You know, you just associate with that president that had to fake stand up. Uh, you know, I don't know. Okay. Anyways. So number two, now that things are opening back up, I have been getting bad social anxiety when things are not going how I think they should going to new places or taking longer than they should. I start getting very flighty and I feel like I need to leave that situation immediately. What do you feel about that, Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I, I can relate. Like, I, I have, like, social anxiety now as well. Um, so it, it's hard to say when you're still in the thick of it, like, what someone else should do. But I think just, yeah, practicing and putting yourself out there and, you know, remembering that, that like, your brain is going to think of the worst case scenario all the time because that's what we do. 
but it's never like, like it's very rarely that that actually happens. So if you're, you know, catastrophizing, you know, thinking of the worst case scenario, train your brain to also think of the best case scenario and like the best way that it could possibly go. And like, in reality, it'll be somewhere in the middle because that's just what happens. Um, and remembering that like, if you really do feel unsafe or like you are gonna have a panic attack, like you can leave and your friends will understand hopefully. And it's okay, you can go home and it's allowed. That's true. Yeah. And when the first party I went to, I had to do that where I was like, I think I'm done. You know, like I just, I tried to leave right. in a way where no one would see me leave because I didn't want to say goodbye to people. You know, like I was kind of like spent socially. So I, I kind of like went to ba- went out the back and went home. Yeah. No, I think we have to be gradual, like getting back into it. Like we, my friend and I went to like a, a park hang last weekend and there were so many people there, like 20 or 30 people, which, you know, now it's like so many, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going to stay for like an hour because it's, yeah, you can't, you can't just expect to go out of the pandemic and just go hard socializing unless you're, you know, super extrovert and you want to, but I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do like 10 minutes of this thing, 20 minutes of this thing and like walk my way back up to like, uh, you know, a night out. I don't know. (laughs) No. Yeah. I feel like you have to take it slow. And uh, Kelly, uh, that's my advice to her too. Like take it, take it and follow Georgia's advice. Take it like 10 minutes at a time. And and then you can eventually grow it to a whole day. (laughs) I mean, I think that's great. That's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I'm out of practice too with like social things, like leaving a convo, I'm having a really hard time lately than I can remember a year ago. Do you have that? How do you leave a convo, Georgia? Like if you're talking to somebody, what's your way to leave it? Do you have a plan? I don't know. Um, I guess it depends. Like, are we talking like in real life or like a FaceTime? Like um... either. I mean, real life, I guess is, is what I'm talking about. But FaceTime is awkward too. A FaceTime, I guess I always say like my battery's about to die. Yeah. She's going to use that on us in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, so Wi-Fi. I didn't pay my Wi-Fi bill, by the way. <laughs> Wi-Fi is a mastermind. Yeah, there's a guy out there with, with clippers. Yeah, no, FaceTimes or phone calls. It's like, okay, well, I should probably let you go. <laughs> it's like a, a good one. Um, real life, I mean, you just got to use like a, an excuse, like the, the said park thing, like my friend who I was with had a date. So I used that as my out to leave as well. And, you know, no one was like, well, why are you leaving? Like no one cares. So that's right. true. Yeah. And it's, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. We think they care more than they do, but they're just, yeah. Yeah. So we were just like, Oh, well, we got to get going now. And everyone was like, okay, like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's such a good feeling when you, when you land that exit where you say, I got to get going now. And they say, that's fine. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, I have like, you know, a, a zoom or I have a, thing to do or you know whatever it may be oh i have to like do my groceries today like whatever it may be but just have like a specific thing yeah that's good to have that loaded up like something else to do yeah because in my head i'm like they're like you're leaving what the heck but that's the most ridiculous thought (laughs) ever we all have things to do (laughs) (laughs) man yeah i uh well i don't know if you have an avery one, I don't know if uh, Georgia's calling from an aviary, but there. Yeah. <laughs> you have a, do you have pet parakeets or something? Yeah. I don't know if it's like the buds are just like having a great time, but yeah, <laughs> I just moved to this apartment like a month ago and there's, I guess, very happy buds outside. But also I think it might be like a bud noise machine coming from one of the neighbors because it's so loud and it's so frequent. Like, 
that's my current suspicion. What kind which of is, insane? You know, it's very calming and it's, it's fine. But I hope it's a bird noise machine. That I just think it might be. It's very consistent, so it, it might be. But I'm fine with it. it. It's the same loop of bird sounds. I don't is that know. what you mean? I guess I, yeah, I should pay more attention to it. But it, it, yeah, every Zoom now I get that comment, so I guess it's it's a, it's <laughs> very loud. What, what kind of guy is like? You know what? My backyard's too quiet. Let me have a machine <laughs> that makes birds. Uh, really? Hey, check out these speakers. <laughs> you can hear you can hear these birds from three miles away. <laughs> oh, everyone's anxiety manifests differently, right? Like maybe it's like it's some through the day. Like I don't know. <laughs> A guy has like a house in the desert, so he has a speaker that has like coyote howls. <laughs> like, let's make this more uh, than it should be. I can't go to sleep without my uh, toucan sounds. <laughs> <laughs> does sound uh, does sound like like I used to have um, like a keyboard where the ha- you ever see that episode of Friends where the where Ross plays sound yeah, effects yeah. on his keyboard? I used to have that, and it sounds exactly like the birds. The, the, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm actively keeping an eye out, so I'll, I'll keep you posted if I if I learn more. But I think it Perfect. might be a machine. If if uh, if uh, if a guy really has a speaker making bird sounds, I would do all you can to fi- destroy that speaker. I don't, I don't know how. Uh, would you? Uh, it, it's rude to to have noise come into somebody else's house. I mean, maybe that's just me. I mean, unless you enjoy the birds, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's really nature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, you can't you can't shut up nature. So, you know, it's right. either way. It's yeah, it could go 50 50. <laughs> well, we we should uh, wrap it up. Do you have any uh, where can we, I know we already mentioned it, but just one more time. Where can we find you? What do you want to plug all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is at Georgiasmic. Um, my TikTok is TikTok's Anxious Cutie. And um, yeah, withdrawals is on my website on all of the uh, said social media on Vimeo. And so it's kind of uh, everything, I guess, to plug for now. But yeah, I'm trying to trying to get back into making more um, TikToks and reels and stuff because I feel like it's been they've been kind of depressing recently. <laughs> I feel that way too. Yeah, but you your TikToks, I feel like everyone is a banger. Does that mm-hmm. and by banger, I don't know if people even use that word anymore. But like a hit, you know. Thank you. Like- no, that's very nice. Yeah, I've gotten comments recently that's like, "Are you okay? Like your videos recently are kind of depressing." So like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna try and make them more fun again. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're great well i'm sure you the reopening will have a lot of good topics yeah yeah real life stuff so wow that's uh all right great well i'm sorry to hear you had a depressing week i think i don't know if it's like the solar system or what but i had a depressing week and steven did too he just told me yeah we were, so. we were talking about it before <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're synced up I, I don't know what's going on but you can get that's through right. it we're, we're happy to have you and we're going to plug you all uh, all that stuff you just said on the intro too Thank you so much. Yeah, it was so nice to meet you guys. And thanks for having me. Nice meeting you. Thanks for for being on the show and uh, hopefully cross paths in the future. Yeah, I hope so. See you later. You can log off. Yeah. We're going (laughs) to. All right. Sounds good. That's how he ends a conversation. (laughs) You can go now. (laughs) No, I don't mean it to be rude, but, you know. (laughs) Thank you, Georgia. Okay. (laughs) All right. I want to do the intro. Yeah, well, now I feel bad the way what I said, but no, you did great. It was funny. It was a callback by accident. Oh. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Really appreciate all the support. If you like the podcast, please share it. 
Uh, tell all your friends. Give us a high rating. Like, subscribe, all that jazz. And uh, we're on social media. I'm uh, at not Steve Rogers on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Stephen Rogers Comedy on Facebook and StephenRogersComedy.com. And I am on uh, Twitter, A Chavone, S C H I A V O N E. And on Instagram, I'm Andrew Chavone, same spelling as before. On uh, Facebook, I'm Andrew.Chavone. And my website is AndrewChavone.com. Perfect. Thanks for listening and see you next week, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>